The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Zion Christian Academy, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Coach's Corner, Fast Stop Convenience Stores, Lee Company, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. Specializing in orthopedic injuries, their ortho-quick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. and everything in between. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Live from the Lee Company Studio. With the Hall of Famer, Mo Patton, here's Chris Yad. Welcome back in. Top of the hour to you. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Happy to have you guys along with us on this Friday. It is finally evening time here in the Central Time Zone. And ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. We are here. Glad to be with you. Hope that you are having a fantastic end to your week and getting ready for Titans football tonight, high school football tonight, whatever football you're getting ready for. High school football tomorrow. High school football tomorrow. In some, in in, in one fashion, <laughs> in a certain fashion, eight man, but hey, I'm here for the eight man game. You know that. Mo, it's been hot outside. Not no, not necessarily today after the rain, but if we're looking to beat the heat, I got a way to do it. I'm so, listening. You, re- you ready? Uh-huh. All right, here's what we're going to do. We are going to go, since it's Fast Stop Friday, of course, go down to Fast Stop. We're going to get what is called the for real, F-real, for real. <laughs> not to be confused with for real. Not to be confused with for real or hashtag get real, if you are. Yeah, yeah there's some. There's a little synergy there. For real, get real. There's some synergy. Yeah, there. we we got to check on that. Yeah. Well, yeah, and and as soon as we get out of here to the ball game, the first thing we'll ask. Hey, yeah. wait a minute, where'd that come from? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, they've got a milkshake and smoothie machine down at Fast Stop Markets in Centerville. Hampshire Pike and James Campbell here in Columbia and the Hensley Drive Store in Dixon. It's a blend-it-yourself machine. They're easy to use, and they give you tons of options like Oreo cookies and cream, cake batter, Reese's peanut butter cup, or Sarah's going to love this, cotton candy milkshakes. If she's listening right now, she's going to be like, where's my cotton candy milkshake? She's a cotton candy flavor. She can have mine. Loves it all. Anyway, they also have smoothies. You've got mango, strawberry, banana, uh, you can even get even get protein smoothies and flavors like cold brew and salted caramel. So that that's awesome. You just choose the flavor and the thickness. It's ready to go. The for real machine. For real. For real. For real. For real. For real. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to getting one next time it gets you know 105 heat index, <laughs> which is probably tomorrow. <laughs> if not today. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Again, welcome back in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, and it is Fast Stop Friday, but we are continuing our Southeastern Conference football previews. Today, we stay in the East Division, as we have all week long, 
and talk a little Florida football. And joining us now is from The Athletic, Alan Taylor. And we appreciate your time and glad to have you with us, man. My pleasure, man. I'm just looking forward to a, uh, a normal football season again, knock on wood, where we have fans and bands and room in the field for, for pregame drills and all that good stuff. Sounds exciting. Sounds fun, especially after last year, like you said, Alan Taylor of The Athletic. And Alan, um, full disclosure, we were set to get you on a couple of days ago. We had some issues that prevented that. And as I said yesterday, the timing probably, you know, for Jaden Hill anyway, it wasn't great. But we would have talked about him in the defensive secondary had we spoken to you as scheduled. Now we have to talk about who's going to be replacing him because he suffered a knee injury, tore his left ACL earlier this week, and that came out between Wednesday and today. I guess that was yesterday. <laughs> so yeah. what uh, what um, what is the situation behind him um, as a guy who played a lot last year as a freshman? Yeah, it's uh, disappointing for him, you know, coming out of the Huntsville area because he had an ACL in high school that he overcame and still – you know, still was a, a pretty well-rated recruit, signed with Florida. And then, uh, you know, he started four or five games last year and wasn't wasn't definitely going to be the starter at the cornerback opposite Kair Elam, but, you know, certainly had an inside track to it. Um, and then he carries the opposite ACL this week, so he's got another rehab ahead of him and he'll miss this season. Um, they had planned to try to get older, in that cornerback room because beyond Elam, um, they've got some true freshmen and redshirt freshmen that they're, they're looking at, but they needed, they needed somebody to fill a couple gaps in between. So they brought in a Missouri transfer to Darius Perkins and to call him a Missouri transfer is generous because he'd only gotten to Missouri in January, spent spring running with the first team. And now he, he's looking for another place to play um, coming out of JUCO. So, uh, I guess that counts, you know. If you if you spend a week on campus, I guess you're you're a Missouri transfer. But the <laughs> other guy they had targeted all along too was Elijah Blades, who, like Perkins, is is six one, you know, one ninety. Um, Perkins was a JUCO guy who was really highly recruited when he went to Texas A and M two years ago. Uh, started six games in 2019, played pretty well against Alabama in spurts out in College Station two years ago, but the entire time he was dealing with a, a torn labrum that kept popping that shoulder out all season long. So he opted out last year, went into the portal, and now after having surgery, he's coming into Florida as a, uh, you know, really a, a three or four month, one semester kind of player as a as a grad transfer. So Perkins from Missouri, Elijah Blades from A&M. Jason and they, Marshall? Again, they've got several. Jason Marshall is one of those those freshmen that, you know, to hear the Florida people say, heck, give him the position and let him you know, play it for three years, right? Just, he's that good. But he's a true freshman, and they would rather, you know, have him learn the system and uh, be like some of these other really good corners to where maybe by week three, four, or five, you're a little more comfortable uh, letting those guys start out there. So, so while Hill is, is 
detriment losing a veteran guy like him. Um, you know, they had some some other options in the works. This is a team that gave up thirty point eight points a game last year, six point one yards a play, uh, just a year after only giving up fifteen five a game. So, was last year the anomaly? Is this is this defense poised to get back on track and get back into that fifteen to twenty point range? I think it is, and and I can say that without excusing what happened last year, right? Because last year was a disaster at times. And, and what was weird is they would play three great quarters against South Carolina and Kentucky, and you would think, oh, maybe they got the thing figured out. But then, you know, you go out against Arkansas or the, the season opener against Ole Miss and certainly Alabama in the SEC championship game, and they just weren't, weren't stopping anybody. Um they have a lot of pieces that if you look at them individually, you think they should be pretty good. They've got four stars. They've got five stars. They've got older guys. They've got guys who have, um, had, had been out of position before and are now back in their position. So, so I think they're due for a turning around, turnaround because it always seems like college football gives you that. You know, the minute you write somebody off, they're pretty good. The minute you think they're invincible, they're, they're pretty bad. <laughs> so I think they, they begin to look more like they did two years ago. That being said, they've got to get the back end fixed. I mean, they had so many plays last year where guys were either mid-communication and getting lined up against Temple offenses and the safeties, who are old, weren't playing very well. So now they've got younger, better athletes at the safeties. But, you know, the communication part of it has to get worked out. And I think it will, given the fact that they had a full spring and they had a full summer to, to get that stuff ironed out. You know, a lot of people were calling for defensive coordinator Todd Grantham to get canned, and, and that was really his first horrible year as a coordinator. Uh, instead, they let go two secondary coaches, uh, one of whom went to Purdue and one of whom went to South Carolina, um, and, and replaced those guys. So, you know, all eyes on the safety, because I think the front seven is going to be pretty good, and as we mentioned, Kair Elam at one cornerback, I mm-hmm. think is every bit as good as Patrick Sertain was last year. Wow. Speaking with Alan Taylor of The Athletic here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today, and it's a little amazing that we have spent about five minutes or maybe more talking about Florida's defense. Well, that's because becomes, all their offense left. Well, well <laughs> that, that and that's exactly where I was going. You know, Kyle Trask and Kyle Pitts, probably one of, the, Stoney. One, of, one of the top passing combinations probably in the country last year, both gone along with Kadarius Toney. What's happening at quarterback, Allen? It's Emory Jones's job to lose, and you know the the job that Trask did in about a year and a half as a starter really eclipsed what Florida thought they had in Emory uh, when Mullen first came over from Mississippi State. You know, they, he came over either late November, early December, and got Emory flipped from Ohio State. Uh, you know, by early signing period. So it was, it was an intense couple weeks there. And and he's the one quarterback in my mind that is just could be boom or bust. I mean, he could, he could, you know, show us everything that you'd expect from a guy who's athletic with a strong arm. And he could just be dynamic and really, really own that position. He could also have a couple of iffy outings against FAU and USF and then get buried by Alabama in week three. And we're talking about somebody else at quarterback in week four. I mean, and, and that's not a knock on him. I think it's more a knock on my analytical skills because he, he just has, he has both sort of the ceiling and the floor. They're looking at him. Uh, one thing you can, you can appreciate about him 
is that he's played on and off as a backup and as a situational guy for three years and didn't leave, quite honestly. He was mature and patient enough to understand that that opportunity would come when a lot of people were telling him after year one or year two, or even last year before Trask was going to be a senior, now you need to go somewhere where you can play right away. And so he, he earned the opportunity to, to be where he is and to feel comfortable. And so we'll see because, you know, Mullen has a pretty good track record of, of, of taking those quarterbacks and, and, and making them just maximize their potential. That's kind of what I was just about to say. I mean, you, you go back to Alex Smith, even at Utah, Tim Tebow, Dak Prescott. I mean, what he did with Kyle Trask over the last couple of years, it's pretty impressive what Dan Mullen has done with quarterbacks uh, in his in, in his short time as a college football coach. And I say that, I mean, it's been 15, 16 years now. But Dan Mullen... He's. Uh, what's the feel down there? We got about. I guess we got about three minutes left. But what? What's the feel down there about Mullen? It's sort of a sort of split, right? I mean, he has stabilized the program because when he came in, they were coming off the Muschamp and McElwain uh, uh, regimes that that didn't really work out, obviously. Um, so it's you know got him in three straight New Year Six bowls. But last year, if not for a couple plays, Alabama and A and M, and obviously the thrown shoe against LSU, and they're in the college football playoff, and I think everyone is, is singing his praises. As it is, you know, they're wondering how long it's going to be, because Florida hasn't won an SEC championship since 2008, and that's uh, that's, that's, that's a long stretch. So he's, he's in a proving ground. You know, I think if they win nine or ten games this year, um, uh, everybody will receive him, continue receiving him pretty well. If something you know, bad were to happen, like what happened to LSU last year, where they yeah. dropped down to 500, uh, it might be a different deal. Uh, but he's, I think he's exceeded expectations so far based on where they were when he came in. There you go. That's that, that was kind of my thought too. I think, I think Mullen should probably get the benefit of the doubt considering what he came in to. So, yeah, it is what it is. Meanwhile, on the other end of that, Kyle Pitts, who's next there? Yeah, they got a couple guys who had five touchdown catches in the two and a half games that he missed after being knocked out of the Georgia game on a targeting hit that essentially broke his nose. Uh, Keon uh, Zipper is more the athletic downfield guy, but also Kamari Gamble, uh, a thicker guy who looks more like an inline tight end, but he can get out in the flat and he can get down the seams and make some catches too. So I think their production as a unit of tight end is still going to be 40, 50 catches. I, you know, I don't think they're going to uh, drop down to where it's all wide receivers and, and running backs. So I, I think they're okay there. And they've got some, they've really got two or three guys behind them that are looking good down the road too. It won't be pitches where you line them up outside the numbers and on the sidelines and do whatever you want to with them. But it'll be more a really solid conventional group of tight ends that can hurt you. Alan Taylor of The Athletic joining us today on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day. Man, we appreciate your time. Hey, my pleasure, man. Good to talk to you, boys. Absolutely. That concludes our Florida preview on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today as we continue SEC previews starting on Monday of next week, so stick around. we got the Braves coming up right after this, so... Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Barn & Joint. We'll be right back to the Lee Company studio right after this. Hey, folks. 
While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Fast Up Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff. Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon, delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. If it's not already, it will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee. play chris and mo are talking about it yeah that's trash can juice speak for yourself for better or worse on southern middle tennessee sports today back to the lee company studio yep they're fans too here's chris and mo you know that's the first time we've gotten that deep into that uh that bring back music and i kind of like that it's different uh, yeah yeah I, I caught that too i that um I may have to do a little editing and uh, get to that part. Get to that point a little earlier in some uh, rejoins. That's that like was that. a good one. I like that music. Uh, welcome back in Southern Middle Tennessee Sports State, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao, Mo Patton, JP Plant, Andrew Moore in studio with us today. And I will tell you, wasn't looking forward to this segment. I mean, chance. I wasn't. What? I mean, I am you are now. now. I am now because well, we're about to get through it and be done with it. Okay. Uh, the Atlanta Braves do play the Nationals tonight, and that's a good thing because they have a game against the Nationals. Well, against a team wearing Nationals uniforms. Uh, it's. I'll be honest with you. I, I, I I'm hoping that it's Fetty. <laughs> don't worry. We're going to score some runs against these guys. That's all I know. I hope it's Fetty. I mean, I don't know who else is who else is coming. But yeah, no, seriously. Um, last yesterday, we don't need to talk about it. Long story short, bunch of home runs, gave up a bunch of runs. Nothing good happened. People were sent um, down. <laughs> other than the only good thing that happened was, which I mean, again, Kyle Muller being sent down doesn't surprise me now that Ian Anderson and and Waskari Noah are back. Kind of expected that, so. Uh, not really upset too much with Mueller taking off. I am a little concerned as to why the crap Jacob Webb was returned to Atlanta. Yeah. You didn't hear? Yeah, he's back. Uh, Guess who's back? Not, no idea why. Um, I saw I saw a tweet today that had um, they had a, a bottle 
you know, like a spray bottle and it said cobweb eliminator and they'd put J A said Jacob Webb eliminator. And they were like, it didn't work. <laughs> it was so good. So they sent Muller out and brought Webb up. Correct. Instead of, and then, well, what will happen is when they activate Enoa or Anderson, they'll just send him back down. So they got a bullpen arm out of it, which is, I mean, it is and, what it is, but it's Jacob fine, Webb. But why's but, it got to be that? Well, can it be anybody else? It wasn't there another <laughs> arm. <laughs> there wasn't they, they, anybody. They could have brought up for a bullpen arm. I mean, this this is this is the guy. <laughs> he's I not going to. Couldn't couldn't we have brought Orlando Arcia back and let him <laughs> pitch if needed? Throw. I mean, goodness <laughs> gracious. Oh man, hmm. yeah, it's it, it is what it is. We, Jacob Webb is is back in Atlanta but I hope that we don't have to see him because I'm hoping that we just mm. get, we hope we get six out of our starters for the next four uh and then we'll see either Enoa or Anderson in the fifth game yeah I, I mean I don't mind Jacob Webb drawing a major league salary as long as we don't see him that's as long as he doesn't play <laughs> it's fine yeah because if we can get to mentor who looked pretty good yesterday relatively uh I mean I mean, I didn't watch, so full disclosure. I didn't either, but, I mean, you look at his line, you go, okay. And, and and what he did in Gwinnett, if that's if we brought him back in a low-leverage situation and he's got some confidence and we can build that confidence up. Well, yesterday was certainly a low-leverage situation. Exactly. Once, once Muller and Josh Tomlin got done. And that was pretty quick. What, four or five innings, something like that? After that, it was mm. smooth sailing, guys. All right, yeah. <laughs> as, as I tweeted yesterday, I don't know if you saw it or not. At least we don't have to worry about Will Smith blowing a save today. Thank goodness. But, yeah, so, it, you know, that's kind of it's kind of the way that we're expecting this, this next series to go. We're, we've got the Nationals and then the Marlins, who are coming off a pretty good series against San Diego. So I'm just, just you know, <laughs> throwing that out there. Uh, the Marlins not looking too bad. Must be that Alex Jackson trade they got. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> but get the Nationals, got the Marlins, and the Phillies get the Reds, and now we just became Reds fans. Like I said, that's the reason we sent yeah, them out stay on a high note. Stay hot. We yeah. sent them out on a high note so that they can go ahead and take care of the Phillies there fours in three. Sweep yeah. them. Got them, got, them, got them warmed up. That's right. That's all we're doing. Just getting you ready for the next series. I like that. Please and thank you. We'd appreciate it. Yeah. How you go from hating a team one day to being their biggest fan the next? <laughs> the enemy of my enemy is, is my friend. friend. That's right. Oh, man. Applicable in a number of situations. <laughs> All the situations. Uh, so, yeah, I think, you know, this is this is the time again. The Braves, after this series i think as it gets a little more difficult i think we either get the dodgers or the in the padres and then the yankees we got three against washington we got three against miami we got an off day we got three against baltimore all of those are on the road okay two against the yankees so wait a minute we go from washington to miami back to freaking baltimore who makes the schedules any I don't, I don't know who makes the schedule, but I blame Rob Manfred. Yes. This guy. Does he not own a map? <laughs> I don't, do you have to own a map to know that Washington and, and Baltimore, Baltimore are? If you, if you went on a field trip in eighth grade, no. Because you flew into the Baltimore airport. 
to go to D.C. Well, if you went on a field trip in eighth grade, then you probably went to both Washington and Baltimore. Exactly. So, <sighs> anyway, sorry that just you, you any keep going. Now I'm mad, <laughs> and it ain't at the Braves, so that's good. Yeah. So after Baltimore, they come home for two against the Yankees. Got two off days. I've never seen a team get two off days. two in a row. Yeah. Why do we only play the Yankees twice? That's weird. Okay. Then three at home against San Francisco, then at L.A. So that's the next two or three weeks. So we got the Giants in L.A. Gotcha. Okay. I thought it was the Padres, but the Giants. That's even worse. The league, the, the division-leading Giants. So yeah, there's the, that. The 70-win Giants. Sheesh. Well, okay. So here's the thing. Uh, it's still the time. I mean, you've got – Nationals, Marlins, Orioles, three of the worst teams on your schedule left. Yep. Go ahead and get these out of the way and build some, not only build some momentum, but but build some, I guess, some cushion in there. Ideally, yeah. Because, I mean, they went from first to third with yesterday's debacle, but, you know, you got three teams within a game of each other right now. No, we're tied for second. Sure. We were a half game ahead of the Mets going in. I'm pretty sure. That's what they said on the TV. Well, and you listened. I, I did. <laughs> uh, I wasn't. I mean, Philly 60 and 55, Mets 59 and 55, Braves 59 and 56. The Mets are a half oh, game a half back. Game ahead. The Braves are a game back. So they're a half game ahead. Okay. So, so I guess they were a half so game ahead going into. Yesterday, when they or they we they we were a half game ahead going into their game, and they won, and we lost. That makes sense. That's so, probably what I heard. Yeah. Nonetheless, anyway, doesn't matter. We got to win the division, so we're a game. Yeah, back. that's for sure. Because <laughs> the Brewers are seventy and forty six. They seventy four wins for the Giants. <sighs> 74. They're five games ahead of the 69-win Dodgers. There are, right now, counting the Phillies, I'm not going to count the Mets, but there are one, two, three, four, five teams with better records. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Six? No, five teams with better records than the Braves right now. Yeah, I mean, the, so, the Reds are four games out of the second wild card. So, I mean, the Braves have to win the NL East. That's the bottom line. Because they, 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 Stone Cold said so. Um, <laughs> sorry, Andrew. <laughs> have, have you seen those Thai commercials with him and, yes. and Ice-T? They're, they're the best commercials. They are. They're the best commercial on television right now. Um, anyway, let, so let's let's just say who you, you we didn't find out who Morton's throwing against tonight. Um, I've not looked again. Um, so it's more. Oh, it's um, it's that gray kid that they got from the Dodgers, Josiah Gray. Why does he got to be gray? No. <laughs> the kid that they got from the Dodgers in the Trey Turner, Max Scherzer trade. Didn't we already face him? And did he? Did he? Did he pitch in that series last weekend? I believe he did. I believe he pitched on Friday night. I think he did too. Yeah. Um. But yeah. He's the guy again. Morton ten and four with a three five two ERA. Gray yeah. is he, he went five innings, gave up one earned run on four hits and struck out ten. We yeah. we struck out fifteen times in the game and and 
and lost one. because oh. Will Smith blew a save. Oh, yeah. So the last time he played us, he struck out 10 of us. So, uh, yeah, I'm not really excited about tonight as much as I was. All righty then. He's got a four uh, ERA, though. So let's, let's hope that that was the anomaly and Charlie Morton can go out and continue doing what he's been doing. He's been fantastic this year. So uh, let me, let me wedge this, this day in Braves history in here real quick because we got a break, break coming up. On August 13th, 1921. Mew Watson became Jesus. the last <laughs> became the last major league baseball pitcher to start, complete, and win both games of a doubleheader. Can you imagine asking somebody to do that now? Hey man, it's your day to pitch, bro. Sorry, your, we got your two. Day. <laughs> it's your day. We got two. Yeah. Go for it. <laughs> Leading the Boston Braves to a twin bill sweep of the visiting Philadelphia Phillies, Watson scattered ten hits in a four three game one victory. Then I guess he was warmed wow. up. <laughs> I guess he was good and loose by then. Retired the first fourteen hitters he faced in the second contest, holding the Phillies to a pair of hits. Wow. En route to an 8-0 shutout decision. Nothing new from you, Watson. It marked the third time he had started both ends of a doubleheader following two such occurrences with the 1918 Philadelphia A's. Captain otherwise nondescript career for the Louisiana native as he went 50-53 and 53 with 208 career strikeouts for the A's, Braves, Pirates, and Giants from 1918 to 1924 before his arm fell off. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was exactly what happened. It just, I mean, goodness gracious, that's amazing. It, two wins in the same day. Two complete games. Two complete game <laughs> wins in the same day in a in a in a guy's career who only won fifty. I'm assuming that wasn't a uh, nine and seven inning game like they've had the last couple of <laughs> no, years, right? No, it wasn't a nine yeah. and seven. It wasn't a <laughs> seven and seven. seven. It, it was, was two nines. Two nines. That's incredible. So, wow. so all right. Okay. Mule. So, so Mule went fifty and fifty three over a what seven year career? Yes. And won two of his games in one day. <laughs> so I'm saying two of its fifty. Forty eight wins came outside that day. <laughs> That's, a, that's incredible. There you go. That that might be one of the best ones we've had. That's li that's literally 4% of his entire win total in, in one, one day. day. <laughs> that's incredible. Anyway, uh, Nashville Sounds uh, did not have a good day yesterday as <sighs> no, they whatever team we were rooting for was going to get beat like a drum, apparently. Well, what's funny is I saw Oakland beating Cleveland 17 nothing. It's because we were talking trash. And, and – Milwaukee beating the Cubs like 17-1 at, at the time I saw it, 17-4 final. And I'm thinking, jeez, okay, let's go now Braves. we know. Yeah. Yeah, we, we thought the Braves were going to be the ones scoring the runs. We no, were wrong. No, they were the ones giving up the runs. Anyway. And as were the Nashville Sounds, they lost 13-3 yesterday to the Louisville Bats at Louisville Slugger Field. They get back at it tonight. Dylan Fowl, 1-1 one one with a 2-5-7 going against uh, Bo Takahashi. A two and six five two five ERA for Louisville. Louisville scored six in the fourth and five in the fifth last night. So that's uh it's not a recipe for success. It's not. That's not conducive to winning at all. No, it's not. No, it's not. So Nashville back at it tonight. Uh, Louisville Slugger Field at six o'clock. You can hear Jeff Him on ninety four nine. I think. I believe so. so. 
That reminds me, you can hear Lee Maddox mm. at 8 o'clock tonight. You can hear him on WKOM 1017 FM and WKRM 103.7 FM as he will call the Creekwood Central, Columbia Central uh, Jamboree game tonight. All right. One last segment, and it's Friday, so you know what that means. It's the Chicken Man coming up as Terry Wilcox joins us to talk a little NASCAR. I don't know if we'll, uh, we're probably done talking Indian F1 for a while, so that's that's good. Um, I don't know anything about that, so I can't really. It, it does me no good. But we do have T. Willie coming up. He's going to tell us a little bit about what's going on in NASCAR and really excited to, to hear what he's got to say. And it's the weekend, so let's go. Stick around. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Be right back to the Lee Company studio right after this. If you've listened to this show at all, you know Chris and I are always up for a good meal. Located off Port Royal Road, Coach's Corner is the only locally owned and operated sports bar in Spring Hill. Bringing you the best sports bar atmosphere and food possible, make sure to check out their inventive menu, especially their delicious burgers. Check them out at coachescornersportsgrill.com. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Once again, live from the Lee Company studio with the Hall of Famer Mo Patton, here's Chris Yow. Welcome back in Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. A heck of a play there by the pitcher in the Little League, and uh, mm. the second baseman just couldn't come up with mm. the catch. It ha- had he made that catch, it would have been ESPN Top 10. Uh, great job by the pitcher there, but did not finish it. Uh, too bad. Glad to be with you as it's our final segment coming to you from this Lee Company studio, WZYX 94.5 The Eagle, WKOM 1017 FM, Front Porch Sports. Hey, real quick. What? Next Friday. (laughs) You guys love hearing us so much. I know you do. 
You're going to get so much of us. You're going to be so tired of us that you're going to need the two-day break. Because right after our show next week, we're going to give you a full 49 minutes of high school football previews. I like it. You like how the, the, the 49 minutes because it's very specific. 49. 49, very specific. But not 48. Not 48 and not, not 50. 50. It's going to be a 49 minutes of high school football previews. Time it. Because nope. we will be. <laughs> we will be right on time. Nowhere else can you get full high school football coverage on before the game, during the game, after the game, during the week. On Monday, we'll be back here on the air reacting to all of the high school, college, and pro games uh, throughout the fall. Of course, obviously, high school will be the only ones playing uh, other than the Titans, I guess. We'll talk a little bit about their preseason game on Monday. But it's going to be Reaction Monday. We'll have all of our reactions, and we'll have reactions from across the Main Street media uh, umbrella as we'll get we'll get reactions from uh, – probably get some from Casey Patrick as he's going to be at the same uh, same game that we're at tonight. But we'll, we'll talk to everybody around the Main Street area and uh, you know, big-time games we'll have we'll – have how many games per Grand Division, JP? Is it four per We're going to do four. Four mm-hmm. in each Grand Division of the state. Yep. That will start at 6 o'clock. So you can listen. And I think WZYX is going to take the full 49 as Correct. well. So if you're listening on ZYX, if you're listening on the KOM, you're going to get the full 49-minute version. You'll get East, Middle, and West Tennessee. Uh, you'll, you will be as well-versed in statewide coverage from Bristol to Memphis as anybody in the state, if you listen to our show, that's all I can tell you. Boom. It's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> so, boom. Ah, well done, though. <laughs> tune in starting next week uh, on Friday nights. And if you want to, while you're at the games, you can hear, you know, we're going to have a stream. TriStar Friday Night Live will be ready to go. We will have a stream. You can hear George Plaster and Murphy Fair. They will be reacting to scores across the state. So you can keep up with scores on the scoreboard style uh, through that stream while you're at your game on Friday night and then and, on and, your way home from then. And, and JP will be whipping around. Is that right? Uh, that again? We may do a little whip around sure. from that. Uh, we'll be heavy on scoreboards as well and uh, talking to reporters. It's it's gonna yeah. be a lot of fun. So so, trustrfnl.com. I hope we'll be ready by then. If not, uh, we'll, we'll we'll get the, we'll get that link out to you. Uh, however we can, but you're gonna want to listen. It's gonna be great, and you can hear us from six o'clock with that pregame show all the way until eleven o'clock with the scoreboard show. So after the game, get in your car, turn on your radio to WKOM 1017, WZYX 94.5, or several of our affiliates throughout the state. Uh, we'll, we'll have you covered. So it's going to be fun. Now, we got about 10 minutes left. We want to talk a little NASCAR. Talk, talk to the chicken man, T. Willie. Terry Wilkins. Yes, What's going on, brother? Hey, NASCAR is still running. It's still going are, on. Are they? They still have NASCAR these days? They still have I thought, it, I thought they stopped that years ago. Yeah, they pretty much did. But no, they'll be uh, running right through November. So uh, they're at Indianapolis this weekend at Uh-oh. the road course. Uh, first time the cup cars have ever run on the road course. Uh, the Xfinity did last year. So 
uh, it's going to be interesting. We'll see how they do, but they'll adapt like they do to anything else. So, but uh, we'll have coverage of that uh, Saturday. We'll have the Xfinity race. I think we'll be on the air at uh, we'll be on the air at two thirty our time, and then Sunday we'll actually be on early. Sunday we'll be on at two uh, ten thirty in the morning yeah. for the uh, for race. my pre race, and then eleven o'clock is the uh, their their pre race. Yeah, that, so, that noon start time is very unusual. Yes, it is. Chase Elliott, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah, we know. Chase Elliott, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Uh, Kyle Larson showing that he can drive the road courses too last week, getting the win at Watkins Glen. Uh, any chance that uh, – uh, no. First of all, let me ask you this. how Who did Richard Hendricks bribe to get 17 road courses in a year that only his guys win? Uh, it's whoever is in charge of NASCAR, but um, but as you know, the fans have been clamoring for. Oh yeah, short- no, absolutely. But the thing is, for some reason, they decided to listen. And I tell you, I would love to see one of the series run <laughs> down down the streets of Nashville next year. Wouldn't that be great? Uh, that would be <laughs> super cool. Hey, real quick, uh, I know we've got the we've got the uh, the at the Brickyard Big Machine Vodka 400, powered by Florida Georgia Line, by the way. I, this is the absolute dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life, but whatever. Uh, that should be fun. Uh, Florida Georgia Line is is powering a NASCAR race. That's absolutely insane, but whatever. I want to talk to you about this, because this is the biggest news of the day in NASCAR. Darlington yep. Raceway has repaved turn two. All right. Boo. <laughs> that's what i'm saying what is going on why why, why are we why? That, yeah i mean darlington is is you know it eats tires that's what it's known for that's the point and, and you have to learn how to be a race car driver uh in order to race there uh i know i can't remember when the last time they repaved it but uh it was probably within the last 10 15 years but still it always comes right back to being a tire eater that's what people like you love to see I'm sorry, we don't want anybody hurt, but we love to see them guys going into the corner and plowing into the wall. You know, that that's what people, I'm sorry, it's kind of like you go to a hockey game for the fights, you know? It's the same thing. <laughs> I went to a fight and a hockey game broke out. No, yeah. I, I, according to the track president, Kerry Tharp, there had been underlying cracks in the surface of turn two that had been allowing water to seep in, so I guess it, it, it makes sense. They pretty much had to do it, but yeah. uh, it will be ready for the Southern 500, and yeah. uh are, are they going? Do they do they run the in the playoffs? Do they run the uh, throwback paint schemes? No, it's ah uh, well they do. They only do it on isn't it labor? No, they already had that one, didn't they? Right. Yeah, I didn't yeah, know if they would do it there too. I didn't. No, I wasn't aware. No, they only do it the only do it the one time. But uh, but yeah, and I, I can see why you know having to repave it because of that condition. Uh, I know the the race in Nashville they had an issue with water too. But it had to do with, I think, a, a tent overflowing or something, one of the concession areas. But yeah, if, if you got a, a track issue where the water seeps up, you got to do what you can to fix it. Unfortunately, it caused them to have to repave it. But I'm surprised they only repaved that one corner. That's kind of strange. But uh, oh well. Hey. Now Atlanta's going to use some, they're going to regrind up their stuff, put some new stuff down that's supposed to wear in really, really quick. So we'll see how that works next year. I'm certainly curious to see how atlanta's new pavement works as well 
Talk about yep. the standings a little bit. Kyle Larson, after his win last week, has taken over the top spot, shares it with Denny Hamlin. Larson has right. five wins, 12 top fives, but Denny Hamlin with no wins and 12 top fives is still tied with him because Larson didn't run for, what, the first, first what, six, seven races? No, Maybe. not Larson. Larson. No, no, no. No, he's ran them all this year. Larson has. Has Kyle he? Larson. Okay. I, I, yeah, no, no. No, yeah, he started out the year with Hendrick right off the bat, remember? Uh, last year was when he was set down, but he did come back. Now, he's ran all 23 races, so. Okay. Uh, in that year. But, uh, yeah, and, and yeah, you, you know, you say he won last week, which was great. My son loved it, uh, betting-wise. <laughs> well, but, uh, I know why your son loved it. He's just going to ride five all the way to the end, isn't he? Well, he probably won't this week, but uh, well, you got to look. He started first, and uh, who started dead last last week? <laughs> Chase oh, Elliott. The guy who he finished right him. behind him, and he finished second. Ten more laps, he would have won the race. But, uh, but uh, yeah, you can't bet against Chase. Only if their team screws up, that's the only thing that hurts him. So, it should be a good race. I'm first time they've the Cup guys are running the road course. So, so we'll, we'll see what happens. But I definitely predict uh, unless something funny happens, Chase Elliott's going to win. So it's put you know put your money on it. So Kyle Larson and Denny Hamlin have 917 points. The next closest, William Byron at 786, Mo. Um, a, a full 120 points behind, <laughs> or 30 points behind. That's yeah, and, insane. And the, big, and the big thing is you got to look at the points for, uh, you know, Den, Denny Hamlin, you get bonus points if you're the regular season champ, even if you don't win. But he doesn't get any of those if he does not win. Uh, win the championship and I believe he will be positioned further down after I think all of the winners if I'm not mistaken uh, I may not be correct on that but he definitely will not get the bonus points which is what he wants how how so, many how many racers get into the playoffs is it 12 uh the final 10 final 10 okay so oh, all how, how many, oh wait a minute how many drivers is, how is many, 16 16 okay okay so and uh, we've had 13, 13 winners right now uh yeah yeah, you gotta you gotta put the winners in there. So, yep, that's gonna yeah, be right fun. Now, oh, it is, and got two teammates down there, Austin Dillon and uh, the young man named Escape Tyler Reddick, who are like five points apart, and they're like in the last spot right now. So that's teammates fighting for it. So it's that's, gonna be interesting. It certainly so, will. Yep, Terry. So, yep, it's Friday. Yes, it is. <laughs> We're ready to get out of here. You ready to get out of here? Let's let's send I am. I got one. Let's got send one them home. Time to yep. get time to get silly with T Willie. Come on. Yeah. Before I head to Central for the football game, uh, how does a computer screen get drunk? Well, I assume it just drinks a little alcohol. It takes screenshots. Oh, <laughs> come on! Take screenshots. That's good. That's good. Y'all give it up. That's. T-Willie, Terry Wilcox joining us. Talk a little NASCAR as he does each and every Friday. Terry, thanks so much for having us, for, for hanging out with us. Man, we appreciate you. you got about 50 people in that room, so okay. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to come down there and do a show next week. <laughs> hey. Please tip your waitress. A live studio audience here yeah. for Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. No, Terry, thanks so much, man. We really appreciate you, buddy. You're welcome, guys. Have a good rest of the show and next week. All right. T. Willie talking NASCAR as he does each and every Friday on this final segment, and we are ready to get out of here. Mo again, Murray County Jamboree, get out to Lindsey Nelson Stadium and uh, bring your poncho. Apparently, it ain't going to be pretty. 
Uh, we are check us out at SM underscore TN Sports on Twitter, Southern Middle Tennessee Sports on Facebook, MainStreetPreps.com. You can check out uh, full coverage of tonight's jamboree there. It's going to be a lot of fun. So we appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Hey, uh, JP, kind of got a question. Fire away. When is the next? Um, when is the next uh, concert you're going to? That would be tonight. Oh <laughs> wow! JP going to a concert tonight. That's going to be fun, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Hey, little Kings of Leon action. Kings of Leon. It's not. It's not at the Greystone Quarry, is it? Because if so, you need to leave four hours ago. No, it's uh, it's at Ascend. <laughs> uh, traffic may be interesting though tonight well have fun with that good yeah. luck good luck we're gonna get out of here again southern middle tennessee sports today or sm underscore tn sports on twitter mo Patton underscore sports at chrissy al 14 any of those check us out for jp mo Patton. i'm chris yow on wcyx 94.5 the eagle kom 1017 andrew moore in studio have a great day and stay cool columbia for listening to the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast brought to you by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. If you'd like to hear us live each and every weekday, tune in from 4 to 6 p.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM in Columbia. Also visit www.sm-tnsports.com for the most comprehensive and timely coverage of high school sports in and around Southern Middle Tennessee.